Hello and welcome into the SoRare Data Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me on SoRare as Lairdino. Joined as always by Sean Newsham, PSU fans too on SoRare. To talk today about XP, which is kind of funny because I did a show a while ago with Andy on SoRare Andrews that I believe was titled XP Doesn't Matter. And we had a long chat about what that what I actually meant by that phrase. Sean, do you think XP matters? Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, I actually, I, you know this because I messaged you on this. You're the one person who knows this. Last week, for the first time, I did not do training lineups for, for the, the one the one week. I did not, like, do any training. Well, I did. I, I had my normal mountains, but, like, I didn't go through every part of my in my gallery to do training lines because, like, I, it's, like, 200 training lines for me. And then it screws up everything on the way back, and it's just a pain. I was just, like, I was so busy, and I was just, like, I need a mental break. I'm not doing it. So I told you, and you're, like, you were very disappointed in me. You gave me like what your son gave you and said, like, you should have done that. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't care. And then didn't do it because I was just, I was, I took, I did not do much from a sober perspective over the last week. I mean, I did do, actually do a couple things, but yeah, I was just like not into, uh, into that. I was like, I'm not going to do it, but it does matter. Like definitely matters. Like you see all the time people win stuff by one point, two points, half a point. There, there's thin margins that get thinner every day we go by. So it definitely matters. But quick shout out before we get going. My boy Tony Watt gave me a uh, a nice Dundee United kit. Uh, I, I have the message from him here, so we'll, we'll take a look at that real quick. He said, hey, Sean, I know that I won't be able to score on you when we eventually meet up. So I wanted to give you a kit to try to, to bribe you to let a couple in to, to save face. So big thanks to Tony. Uh, no, just kidding. I, I, did, I did talk to Tony, though, and he did help me out with the kits because they didn't send them directly to America. So he was able to go above and beyond to send them out. So I'm very appreciative of it, like the kit. So got a new kit to wear. Ordered a couple more this weekend, those U.S. soccer kits that are better than the actual U.S. soccer <sighs> kits that you saw. They they posted, Laird, you, I know you got in too late, but they posted, uh, they are doing more sales if you want any. You just, you might not get it before the World Cup. You might. It's They want yeah. to guarantee ones for the World Cup. But uh, yeah. For the American fans out there, there's like some fan-made kits that we thought were fantastically looking compared to the actual kit that is terrible. Not fantastic looking. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah so that. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, about your training lineups. So I decided to redo all my training lineups because I was like, oh, I don't see international break. I don't have anything going on. And that weekend, it was last weekend's game week. Last weekend? This past week? No, no, no. Last midweek. That's what it was. I was like, I'm only entering the casual league in the academy. So I had like all of my all of my cards, basically, other than commons, a few commons available. So I did all of my training lineups. I got up to 69 training lineups. And then I went to do them for the weekend. And it reverted to all of my training lineups from like the previous weekend, which normally is like helpful. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, all that work I did for the midweek is now dead yeah that's they, i don't know what they did with it but they did do something where it like revert that's why i didn't do them Larry. that's yeah. why i didn't do it because i know they revert to like the previous weekend so like i didn't want to have like two thousand training lines and then have to handle everything basically anew for the uh for the the next like when, week so yeah, i was like, this is gonna cause me so much work on the back end to do and this end so i was just like you know what i will give up the the small amount of XP I would get for this weekend on some of the cards. Like, mo all my good cards, like the good, good cards were like in train lines, right? It was more so yeah, like sure. my, 
lower level type cards in my gallery that weren't. And I was just like, I don't care at this point. I just did not care. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, before we continue, thank you to everybody who has joined us live. It's always very um, fun to have a, a group here in the chat. If you guys would please hit, hit the like button on the video. That is always um, very appreciated as well. So yeah, thank you for joining us. So this is a topic that Sean and I have been talking in DMs a little bit, and we've been talking to a few other people. And effectively, the answer to our question is always kind of, it depends. And I think what the goal today is kind of just to acknowledge what factors go into whether you should make moves based on XP. And a lot of that comes from whether to buy new season cards when they come out or at any moment or what, when XP should be taken into account and kind of how much you, if you have to pay up for XP, how much you should. I want to just like go back quickly to some of the things we talked about on the Sawyer Andrews uh, show that we, where we were talking about XP and the point that we kind of were trying to make during that show is, is that like, obviously XP matters because it helps you get more points and the goal is to score more points than everyone else. And if you have cards that score more than other people's cards, then that's a good thing. What we wanted to like make clear is that the XP process is so, it's not even that complicated, although it's certainly not easy, but we all know we want more XP. And so like we make our best lineups, we enter them in the tournaments, and then we make our training lineups. Some people redo training lineups all the time because uh, it allows them to maximize the XP that they gain every week. Shout out to SR Monkey who's in the chat here because I know he redoes his training lineups every week, which kudos to you. I, I just can't do it myself. Maybe I should. But the idea is like we want more XP. And the question now is, is like, what do, how do we go about getting the most? And throughout our conversations about what we think is important when it comes to XP and how much we value XP, meaning if we have to buy a card, what we're willing to pay for more XP, we realize that there is a very big difference between considering this for limited cards versus rares, super rares, and uniques if you're trying to get there. So we've seen instances somewhat recently, meaning in the past few months, where there are like lineups that have the exact same cards, but just different XP levels. And obviously the one with higher XP wins. And so people see that and it doesn't happen that often. Like I think people think that there are five players, you know, team stacks or like five specific player stacks that happen a lot more than they actually do. But those instances are always like when people are like, see, XP matters. You need more XP. But like, you can't just like voluntarily get more XP. The only situation that comes is if like there's two cards on the market and neither of them, or even if they both have basically the same year cards and they're the same price, like you buy the one with more XP. Like it's as simple as that. I don't think there's any instance where you don't do that unless it's like a somehow a collectible to you, a Jersey mint or one of whatever, or some special number that you like, but you always buy the card with higher XP. Sean, the question always comes down to like when new cards come out, cause you get the 5% bonus until the next year's cards come out 
And then if they don't, then you get this ridiculous situation with the Russian cards where they're now super cards because they don't lose the XP. But can you explain to people why buying a new season card when they first come out is different than buying them four, five, six months after they come out? Yeah, I'm actually can, I'm interested to see what my Malcolm's at last, from from last year because I won a Malcolm last year, so I'm interested in what my XP is on it. My XP is only a, a it's only to level twelve. Did I sell? That's it? what happens when you skip training, Sean. I got it at the end of the well, yeah, but I got it at the end of the year. That's why I think I got it like the fortieth edition, so I got it. Oh, it's twelve percent. It's twelve percent, not eleven. Um, but with a five percent bonus. Yes, with the built-in five percent new season bonus that I'll get yeah. for the entire of this year most likely i mean i guess that could change we don't we don't really know that for sure um but it so as the year goes and newer cards come out there's diminishing return based on when you get the new card so like if the new card comes out and you get the first run so like the one of 100 uh, or one of 1000 110 whatever and you get it like day one that these cards come out you get the maximum amount of benefit from that new season xp bonus that you build up over the course of the year as the season goes and the season is longer into the season and you win a new season card, you will win the new season card. Let's say you win the new season card after game week 40 and you win like the 50 of 100. Well, that means that that new season card will take a longer time. It just takes longer to get to the top because it doesn't take longer. It takes the same amount of time, but like you're getting it towards the middle of the season instead of the beginning of the season. So you don't have that six month span to build it up and get it to as high of a level as possible. So also the key part of things too is the, the main time where they are the most powerful is the beginning of the next season before new season come, cards come out. So if you really have a high card, you could have a card at like uh, 12, 13% before a new season card comes out. And then all of a sudden, like when that happens, that card drops to seven, 8% and it comes back down. So once you get further into the season, every day that goes by, there is a diminishing return on the new season card compared to an older season card because it has a uh, a lower shelf life on the new season card. So like what we'll talk about here today is like in terms of how things work, there are 104 game weeks in a year. So like if the way we're going to view things from a simplicity standpoint, and again, like my stance on all this uh, is that everything matters, right? Like all kinds of different uh, aspects matter all sorts of different parts of the equation matter for different cards, different scarcities, different, et cetera. So like you have to factor in everything when making your decision. Uh, but over the court for the simplicity of like this conversation, we're going to have 104 game weeks is effectively a cycle. So the idea is that like you get a new card, it runs for 104 weeks, which is one year. And then 104 weeks from then a new seasons card comes out. So if, on that cycle, you don't get a new season card till game week 25. It's only game week 25 through 104. It's not game week one through 120 or 104. So you get a diminishing return the later in the season in which you buy it or get yeah. it, win it. When it. Right, right. Yeah. Whatever you, however you acquired it. Yeah, card. however you acquire it. Yeah. So I, I still think it's like, like we want to explain that it all matters, but fundamentally how you play the game, it's like, yeah, you buy your card and you play it or you train it and you just make the XP accumulate as much as possible. And there's not like a certain game week where all of a sudden you're like, 
if we are now 60 game weeks after the cards come out, then it no longer makes sense to pay 5% more or 10% more or whatever it is. And it's unfortunately one of those questions that is the, the answer is it depends. And the problem is, is that depends on so many things, including how often or how much XP you can actually get on this card with the other cards in your gallery. So basically the way that XP works is you get a base score of, you get 75 XP points every game week at a minimum. So if you have a, a regular lineup or a training lineup, they accumulate XP the same way. If it's five DNPs, then all five of those cards get 75 XP points for that week. And you move on to the next week. Effectively, the way you get more XP per game week is by the number of minutes that everyone in the lineup plays and the number of points they all play. Like those are the two things that matter. So the higher scoring lineups will earn more XP. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people overlook in terms of like elite player cards, that those cards are usually in higher scoring lineups. So they actually gain XP faster. And so there's actually a bigger gap XP wise between, you know, your top end cards, Messi, Neymar, Tadic, and your kind of mid-level cards that don't score as much. Because usually people who have those types of cards have other elite cards that they're playing with them. And so instead of those lineups scoring 300 points, they're scoring like 500. Yeah. And you get a lot more XP points if your lineup scores 500. But that's just a whole other thing. Correct. And part of our discussion this weekend was we did start out with like a flawed, I wouldn't say flawed, but like the original template we used, we just used 75. That's what you had used. And 75 is not a fair number to use. It should be probably 150-ish to 200-ish, give or take. And like you said, it depends on the cards. Like every every week you're going to have DNPs. Like, so it's not going to, I think 150-ish is probably a realistic expectation of like what a card should be and like what would come out of the card. So I think that's a, a viable um, number to use. And that's probably a more accurate representation. So Josh just asked, do you think so rare are trying to make XP less important with the significant amount of new mixed tourneys that don't require XP? I don't think they're trying to make XP less important. I think they're trying to make bad cards or lesser cards more valuable because they're just trying to give viability to cards that score under 40, under 50, under 45, et cetera. They're trying to give that. I don't think their intention is to make XP um, worse. And I think that also like they make their money off auctions. Currently a new season card, if you look at like every factor and you factor in everything and you think that uh, everything is sort of like put into a pot, it's probably where new season cards are like 75% better than old season cards that have 25% better. Like there are different times when each card will be better in theory. So yeah. like 75% of the time, the new card is better. 25% of the time, the old card is better type of thing, which incentivizes people to win auctions and buy new season cards over buying older season cards, yeah. which again, that comes with the inflation and the price point that people are paying, let's say 10 to 20% more for a new season card comparatively to that of the old season card. I mean, without the new season bonus, nobody would buy new cards. Correct. Without the new season bonus, no one would buy new season cards because there would be a hundred percent chance that the old season card is better. Right. So the way that they have it set up is, is good. They have it set up correctly and it makes sense. Um, and if you look at everything together, 
most of the time you're going to want a new season card. Most of the time it's going to lean towards the new season card. I would also argue though, that like there's certain times that are weighted more importantly than other times. And also the amount that you have to pay for a new season card compared to an old season card can't really be quantified what you can do with that additional ETH on the side. Because if you spend one ETH for a card or 1.2 ETH for a card, well, event effectively that 0.2 ETH that you don't have to spend, you can then go and buy another player or do something else with that ETH. So that part is hard to quantify exactly within the, the discussion because a, a key thing that, so McBride, I don't know if he's paying attention, but he made a good point. And it's sort of like, you, if you're buying the new season cards, you want to win with those new season cards and you want to make as much as possible with the new season cards. But part of the thing is I, my rebuttal to him is that it's hard to quantify exactly like what you're giving up by spending that additional ETH on those cards instead of buying additional cards. Because I think that sometimes that part, like let's say you have a 10 ETH lineup and you spent 12 ETH on that lineup instead of 10 ETH. Well, if you spent 10 ETH, you could buy two ETH worth of players. Well, two ETH worth of players could be very viable. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard to quantify, I guess, what you could make as improvements in terms of that stuff too. But again, that goes part of the whole big picture equation, right? Where everything matters. And because you were telling me, and I, I think this is this is correct, that like I was ignoring the scarcities per se. Like I don't care as much about limiteds as other people do. And other people don't care as much about rares or super rares as I do or unique says someone else does or et cetera. Like everyone's viewpoint on things is different and limiteds. It really matters to have the XP as much as possible yeah. because there are so many people playing limited. If you don't have a high XP, it makes it very difficult for you to end up near the top of leaderboards. And the only thing that really matters is the top of leaderboards, which is what McBride said. He's like, the only thing that matters is the top of leaderboard. If you're not, if you're like the difference between first and second, matters that could matter it could be like an 8 ETH gap in the super rare bear division or stuff like that like it could be huge uh whereas like if you're the difference between like 100th and 110th like that's negligible and doesn't really matter as much um so it's definitely something to consider but like limiteds limiteds new season cards and getting to xp like 13 percent is a way more beneficial thing than let's say a new season super like first a super rare if they put one out day one of the season you might not see another one for three months. So you might not have a chance. Rares, like if you put a rare out and like the first, let's say five rares go, I think they put out like five to 10 rares in the first week or so, and then it slows down. But like, so like, let's say you get a rare and you don't get one of the first five rares. You might not see another rare. You might see another rare like every three or four days. So like you might, there might be 10 rares in the first month or two. And then all of a sudden you might be to the point where it's diminished past what it matters. All that time also, you don't have the card, which right. hurts. <clears throat> Yeah, I think one of the other things that, uh, and we were talking to um, simply Alex about this, and one of the big points that he always kind of focused on was, and it's not something that can be quantified. Like the the problem is there's so much that goes into this that really, it's really difficult to quantify because a lot of it is based, like if you wanted to try to quantify it, you have to essentially project how your cards are going to score every game week because that helps you uh project what the XP is on those cards. But effectively, if you are going to uh, win, like if if getting an early season card with a higher XP bonus is allowing you to win a better card, you move from a tier zero to a tier, or tier one to a tier zero. And then all of a sudden you're using that tier zero in lineups, you're now winning better cards and it just kind of snowballs. Like 
it's effectively impossible to try to to quantify what that is and whether whatever you are paying, whatever premium you're paying early on, is that made up in the future? And like you were saying, how McBride brought this up in terms of the the top level cards. If you're paying 10% more to move from a bottom tier to potentially win a top tier three versus a bottom tier three, it probably doesn't, it's probably not worth it. Correct. And so not to say that you should only do this for the top tier cards, but like that's where it pays off more. The, the, you have to consider if you're paying more than what the, whatever the market is currently for older cards, does that XP difference now allow you to win something that pays it off? And if it doesn't, then it's just not worth paying more for that card. And But again, like, have you ever played a card that was not as good as another one just because it had higher XP? Yes. I've looked at cards and because I'm getting, if I'm getting like, let's say I have a card at like 9% versus a card at 2%, I think they are relatively similar. I'm going to play the guy that has the 9% XP bonus. Sorry, say it again. If I have a card that's 9% versus a card that's 2% and they are very similar, I'm going to play the card that's 9% value. It, yes, that wasn't my it, question. It's worse. No, I'm not going to play a card that's like, I'm expecting to be a total turd box, but. Well, not that bad, but like. 60 point expectation for the 2% card, 50 point expectation for the 9% card. I mean, do you play that's an easy answer, Laird. Do the math, right? Just do the math. Do, do, do the math and get out what the expectation would be then. Because the expectation is very easy. You would have 50 times 1.09. You'd have 60 times 1.02. You get your answer. And the, obviously, the 60.02 is, or 60 times 1.02 is higher in that situation. Right. Now, as you get closer, and then let's say it's 60 times 1.02 versus 58 times 1.09, like that's going to be a different answer, and you might have a different uh, opinion on which card you go with. Um, so it's definitely something that you have to factor. Like, I definitely know, like, especially Andy Black said, always play the best player. It is a good strategy to play the guy that's going to score the most points. I, I do agree with that. Um, but it's a situation too where like I will look and this goes into the whole new season versus old season cards but like right now my the the Zenit cards get like 13 percent compared to someone that's getting like seven it's outrageous it's like you can't really not play them because if they do pop off you're maximizing the XP but I will say so here's here's part of the equation again that is not factored in enough by people I don't believe but when is the best time to win a reward layer? Let's say you are going to win a tier zero. The t let's say you're going to win a division. When do you want to win it? Right now. Right now. Or, and, and the answer to that isn't like right now. In terms right, of right. It doesn't mean right. You Early, want to win it. As soon as after the cards are released. Yes. You want to win it like a couple weeks after the cards are released, that the pools are as bloated as possible with the best players as possible. So like the time in which you're going to win the most or you want to win the most is that time because those are when the pools are the best. You have the best chances to win the high-end cards. Like we, how many chemics have we seen given away in the last like two weeks? It feels like everyone is winning. It feels like everyone that's one division is one chemic uh, in the last two weeks. Uh, so it's like, that's when you want to win. And the cards that are the best then are the old season cards with a lot of XP because, um, because, that's when you want to maximize like so it, it, but it, again it goes into the whole discussion right like everything matters everything is a different factor and you have to play in those different factors like if i'm prioritizing that time span as the time span i want to win 
well, then I'm giving up other time spans where the other cards might be better. Vice versa, if I'm prioritizing a different time zone, I'm giving up another certain situation. So like the idea behind it is that there are a lot of factors that go into um, the decision-making process. And that here, here's actually a good question. I don't know if Alex is here, but we this a lot of this discussion was with Simply Alex and Nanzo just posted literally word for word the other side of what Alex said. So for those listening, Nanzo just said new season bonus is criminally overrated across the board. Alex has said that the new season bonus is criminally underrated across the board. What answer do you think is actually correct in that situation, Laird? Like, what do you think is is the, the answer? Do you think that the new season bonus is overrated or do you think it's underrated? I don't think either of them, I don't know if they're talking about the same thing. So like, I think new season cards early in the season are worth a premium to older season cards, but I think the premium isn't as high as people are paying. Like if it's a 5% premium, people are paying like 15% more and you'll know you, most people will not make that back. My favorite is the people that like, I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but I've seen some, some people be idiots and, and do and carrot it up here. But like my favorite is the person that like one week before the season starts pays 20% more for the new season card that's expiring in like five weeks. Oh, oh. it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you're like, just sitting there and laughing, but no, I agree. I think Josh makes this point though, that it's much more important in limiteds. Yes. And I think you, you actually brought this point up before you used it the other way, but like there are so many limited cards that come out that, you have the opportunity to get a lot of early season limiteds. Whereas in rare and super rare, they're just not that many opportunities. Like most super rares don't even get to 10 of 10. And so you could be, and uh, was that this past summer that like, yeah, like this past April, May, like a total debacle that they like came out with all these like amazing super rares and the uniques. And it was like the end of the season. And we were like, these cards are not as helpful now than they would have been the entire season when they weren't selling them. Correct. The limiteds, it's like there is definitely a point and the market kind of decides what that is. But there is definitely a point where it really does not make sense to pay any premium over an older card. No, it actually makes more sense to buy an older card. Exactly. Yeah. But like that's people do not do that. That so like that's so for me, I would say that new season bonus is overrated. Not like I I don't think either of them are like light years be, be uh, ahead or behind, but the fact that like it could be like one week till the end of the season and someone will pay more for a new season card versus an old season card is flawed. Like that's a, that's a weird one to me. And it's definitely like, there's a point in the season and I don't know when it is. Cause I'm not gonna do the math. I don't care that much. Um, it's actually funny. It's another thing you talk about like training XP lineups and like maximizing your XP and, and SR monkey like actually goes through and recreates and maximize it. There are things you can do like what he is doing is the most effective, highest ROI way to do things. However, by him spending time on that, he's giving up time doing something else that maybe could be a better usage of his time and and resources, or it might not be, who knows, I don't know. But so anyways, there's a certain peak or point in the season, when it is, I don't know, that the old card becomes better to buy than the new card in terms of like the XP that the card has on it. And people don't treat it like that. People 
always seem to want the new season card up until the end of the season. Like they still want the new season card with the higher bonus. And to be fair, some of that could be because they, uh, they have the new season card that like it's sitting there at like 13%, like towards the end of the season, you see cards that are like 13% XP um, because they've pl someone's played them all year and then they're selling them. And it's a situation where like, Yes, you do that, but because it's at like a bloated new season expectation, when you do the sale, it turns it into like a nine XP card. Whereas you could have bought an old XP card and it's worth like eight, and then it's better going into the next season. So it's just people do <clears throat> things that maybe are not what they should do because they're not realizing where things are actually at in the reality of the situation. So when you were speaking earlier about like seeing somebody buy a new season card, like five weeks left into the season. I think what they think, I don't know if they think this, but my, my guess is they're like, Oh, if I buy the card, you know, I get five game weeks with the, with the 5% bonus. I'm, I'm thinking of this in terms of like a European card. You have the entire summer to train it. So your card could be up to like 9% when the new season starts. So then you get basically from when the season starts, which is let's call it mid August until when the new season cards come out, which call it mid-September, you get that month of like, oh, I've got like a 9% card. The problem is, is that you were unable to use that card throughout the summer. So you're getting zero ROI from the card over the summer. And when your card is at 9%, everyone else who has the same cards at 13%. And so you're, you're, all, you're still behind anyway. And so at that point, you're probably better buying the older card that's now up to 10% and keeps growing Whereas your card is now going to be back to 4% Correct. when the new cards come out. Correct. And that's where I think there's a, so like realistically, like I think it's a situation where new season bonus is not overrated or underrated. It's kind of like in the middle of things, but the fact that people do that is probably the biggest mistake of the things people do because no one really buys a old season card and is like, I'm buying the old season card because it's better. People are just like, I'm buying the new season card because it's better. Or if like they buy an old season card, they want like the collectability of it instead. Right. Or like they, then they'll say that they're like, "Oh, this card looks cool." Like I actually, you know, this I tried to buy a, a Hannes Delcroy like first season super. I thought it looked really cool. I thought it looked way cooler than like the new ones, and did not get it. Luckily, right before he was benched for. Um, well, that's why I bought um, my uh, my Juni Ito. Yeah, yeah, your Junito, your rare Junito was like a cool looking card. Like I have a a Yari that was like a first season Yari card. That I was like, this looks a little bit cooler. So I was like, I will pay a little bit more for this because it looks a little bit cooler to me than than other things. Not that it was like a negligible amount. It was like point, it was like two percent. I was like, whatever. I'm like, this card looks uh, a little bit cooler. But yeah, there's there's just lots of factors. Like that card looks cooler than last season's Junito to me. Like that's not to say like everyone has the same opinion. Like I've heard. That's what's cool about the designs and stuff that they do. Like, I'm not much of a design person. Like, I don't really care that much about them. But everyone has a differing opinion on, like, what card they think looks the best. And with that, they can, like, decide what uh, what card they want. Like, everyone has a differing opinion on it. Like, I think the oldest cards, some of the oldest cards look better than the newer cards. Not because necessarily they are um, better by any means. They just, to me, like, it just looks... It's more simple and it's more like this was the first run of the card, which is kind of cool compared to like, like you see, like there was zero Super Rosamito that season. 2019. No, no, no. I, no, 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 I just clicked off of it. 
Like, look at it. That's a that's a pretty cool card. Yeah. Only seven of them on the platform. Like, I have an Osaman that's like that. God, I paid so. Much I think I have two Osamans that are like that. Like, let's see. I I'm pretty sure I have a. Yeah, so I have two Osamans from that year, Laird. That's fun. I, in a Charleroi jersey. <laughs> yeah, both of them are Charleroi jerseys. That's what I should have done at the beginning. Oh yeah, that was a good way to. Yeah, like so, like I don't know, like to me, the old old school looks cooler to me than the new school. But like everyone else might uh, might disagree. Andy Black says, "Buy the one with the best hair." They all his hair is terrible <laughs> in all of them. I can't really can't really give him much there. He I definitely think... looks older though in the new season cards. He looks really young in the in the first season. Yeah, he does. the The thing that gets me is that like I understand buying a 2018 19 card or 2019 20 after that it's like you're i don't think anyone is like i'm gonna buy the third year card because it's older and that'll be like more collectible maybe i'm wrong i don't know that seems weird to me though yeah, I, who knows i mean that's, that's, that's this cool thing is everyone just has different opinions. yeah yeah but that's not yeah so like i i'm pretty sure when i bought that one the 1819, it was just floor. Like, I don't think I even looked at XP, but I was like, it probably has pretty high XP because I, because it's old. And it turned out it didn't because whoever I got it from didn't use it at all. Like, the card was oh, almost I mean, never. Used. Don't, don't lie, Laird. You got one week out of it. No, no, no. The person before me. Oh, oh. like, never used it. Like, it might have been, like, I might have actually. I think it was floor. I don't think I paid up for this, but I think I bought like a first year card at like 0%. Yeah. Someone actually a little bit, I think Raymond said, Raymond said, he's like, some people just don't even have XP on their cards and you just sit there and are baffled. Like, let's be clear here. It takes nothing to get a card to like 7% with a new season bonus. So like the 2% built in. I bought a card. I forget which card it was that I bought. And I like, I like played it and it was like a 1% bonus. And the guy had it for like a year and a half. I'm like, I don't even know how you could do that. Cause it's like not even physically possible. Yeah. It's basically like eight game weeks to get to seven. Yeah. Like at, at an absolute floor minimum out. And I was just sitting there like, I think it was like, uh, maybe it was, uh, it was my Kessie. I bought a Kessie, uh, that like I bought it last year. I bought the one of 10 Kessie. So the guy, well, I guess, so there's, he, there was a lot of trading going on, I guess, before. I, well, I, I think that's it. what it is. I think most cards tend to have low XP because yeah. they've been moved a hundred times. Yeah, so like that's why I guess it had X, low XP. But like, yeah, I've seen some cards and it's just like you look at it and you're like, man, I don't understand how you could have such low XP. But even if it's been moved a bunch of times, like still hard to be that low. Like it's really hard to be that low because like you literally, like you said, it takes eight game weeks to get to like the 2%. But yeah, yeah. so here's the charts. So like this goes to show you guys like where and how long it takes for new cards to get to certain percentages, like from zero or like just in general, like how long it takes cards to be from. Um, so like, like really you guys can look here and see like where it goes to and like what uh, what everything transfers in here. So like it shows you like how much you need of a certain card to get to a certain situation, like where it'll be, it, how many weeks it'll take. And I so say, this is still based off of the minimum 75. Well, so yeah, like, I thought you were should be faster. This would the what this chart at least is still minimum. Yeah, this so this chart's different. minimum. So like that's the floor. It's gonna be higher. But the thing the factor into those, like once you change it, like you change it for both situations, right? Like right. Uh, old cards will get more. Now it's obviously more impactful for a new card, but the old cards will also get more, which will then 
lengthen the, the gap on the backside, lessen the gap on the front side type of thing. Where like yeah. the new season cards are worth more and then the old season cards are worth more, but like the gap is, is out of out of uh out of range a little bit. Yeah, I will say that SoRare did something recently though that slowed down XP and it's getting rid of the captain in training lives. Yes, they because... got rid of the captain. So there's no more captains, which means that you're losing X amount of points per game week that that lineup can get because of that. So yeah, that is true. They did lower that to some extent. Yeah, I will say though, I actually like that. It's definitely, it, it is, you wouldn't think it would save a lot of time, but it does because you have to actually like, when you have to decide who should be the captain, you have to actually like look at the lineup, make a decision on what the lineup is. Whereas like now I can just boop, 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 boop. It's, yeah, it's definitely easier. Um, Aaron Johns was asking for a copy of this spreadsheet. I'm still working on it, but I, I will make something available that allows you to do it. But, um, but yeah, it's just uh, one of the other things also is that it takes much longer to get to the higher levels than people think. Like you can move from zero to 5% fairly quickly. Yes. But moving from five to 10 takes a long time. Yes. Um, so we it, at 75 per, which again is like the lowest, it takes like 327 game weeks to get there. Did you not do it for, uh, for 150? Um, I don't know where I did it. Can like I said, the spreadsheet's still here. The spreadsheet's still a little wonky. Is this the 150? No. I have like, this there is, it is. Here. This is the 150. So yeah. like, yeah, you guys can see like how quickly it goes up here uh, and how many weeks it takes to get to certain amounts of cards. So, right. um, and it's, it's just like that it takes. So yeah, like it takes a long time. This like section here, let me see if I can, uh, like this one will show you kind of the, basically the average of like how many points you get. So like if you have, um, a team that averages it's really like per player. So like very rarely are people putting, and so I did this more for like training purposes because people tend not to put like competitive good teams in training, but essentially if you have a training lineup that scores 250 points with kind of an average minutes for all of them, it's like 170 XP per player yeah. in that lineup. But like, again, you're, you're not going to have 250 points scored every game week. And this was another point that uh, I was talking about with, with Alex before the stream. So this is why common cards are still like valuable for people who like don't play the casual league anymore. Like you should play the casual league because it helps you get commons. Yeah. And one of the more important things about commons is that it can help you play higher scoring training lineups in seasons where you don't necessarily have cards. So like if you have a lot of European cards, let's say you only have European cards, shout out to our boy, Josh Forth. Who never plays in the summer? No, he told me he's, he's like he told me before he's he going to this summer. Yeah, next. Yeah, summer. Josh told me. Josh actually, Josh Forth is here. Josh, how's your American and Asian planning coming? Because he <laughs> told me he will never make that mistake again and uh, will be playing in the summer going forward. Yeah, aside from the fact that the summer is extremely boring if you're not playing. But anyway, yes. So my favorite is Josh. Like goes on all these. Josh is like gallivanting around Europe during the season and like constantly making blunders to his lineups because he's out there and then he probably doesn't travel at all during the summer when he's just sitting around and doesn't play so i'm like you really need to like plan honestly you should plan your vacations. i told him this last week you should plan your vacations around international breaks oh for sure because you should like if you are playing seriously to some extent it's definitely beneficial to you to travel during your international window instead of during a like normal normalized game week yeah 
For sure. Um, so one of the nice things about getting common cards is that you can get common cards from divisions you don't play like America and Asia. And those, if you have playing common cards, now that helps your European cards get more XP throughout the summer. I responded to Alex that like, of I think I calculated that like 80% of my common cards are European. And so like, it actually, the, my common cards don't really help me much in the summer because the card, the, and I have a lot of America cards, but I'm playing them in lineups. And so it kind of looks like, if you're wondering why people who don't, or who have tons of regular, of like limited, rare, super rare and unique cards are still playing casually. Sometimes it's because they need more common cards specifically for these training lines. I have 103 common cards, Laird. How many of them are in Asia and America? 22. 18. Hmm. Yeah. But, but at the same time, um, it's flip side of that equation too, is like, if you're playing common cards, you're not getting that X, you're not using a normal card of any scarcity and not getting XP on that card because you're using a common that you don't really care about the XP on. You should care about the XP on your commons though. Yes, but you also don't. Like I would much rather have my impactful any rare get XP than I would a common get XP. But yes, that again yes. all goes back to our old discussion of like it, it depends, right? And like there are different answers and different scenarios which makes more sense for each side of the equation. Yeah. So I would say specifically, like for this international break or any international break. If you have common cards of players who play internationally, but like, or even more than you, um, you know, you have your five that play in the casual league, and then you have a, a number of others who play, but you can't make a lineup with them because they're just common cards. Those are the cards that you should be pairing with your elite cards if they don't play internationally during international breaks, because that allows them to score more points and get more XP. Like yep. the whole goal is for your every one of your cards to be in the highest scoring line, lineup possible. Mm -hmm. And that's an easy way to do Like common cards make it easy in training to do that. Correct. So just train your cards. Simple as that. But I think, so I don't think you can easily put a percentage premium on how much it's worth paying on a card, paying for a card like early or at any point. Like it just, there's so many factors that go into it. Are there times where you should pay more? Yes. What is that percentage? It depends on the other cards in your gallery and how much yeah. you'd be able yeah. to do with that extra, you know, whatever that premium is. If you could have used that to get something else, then it's a really crappy way to go 42 minutes and be like, yeah, it depends. But I think I said at the beginning, that's no, yeah, it really is. I mean, it really is. It depends. Like that is the correct answer. And that is the, uh, the, the place in which you, you get to. Um, yeah, but, it I mean, it depends, but you always want more XP. Yes, it depends. Like, and then it also like doesn't. Like every situation, every situation will typically have a correct answer, right? Like every, like if you and I were to go talk about a, a card right now and like we picked out a card, we could go and figure that out. But as a overall grand scheme of things, way of, of thinking, it does, it's like, it depends. But like, if we talked about like, I don't know, pick a card right now, Laird, that like we could go look at. So you have to give me a card we could, we could talk about. A card or a player? A player. Junito. No, you got, got to be someone that can like auction off new cards. I don't even think they're auctioning off new oh. cards. Um, I was going to pick one of the Liverpool guys, but that doesn't matter either. No, no yeah, it's, 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 
wonky. Like all, all of their guys are so maxed out anyways. Um, let's just pick, like, why don't you pick Vonneken or something, right? Sure. Like, let's pretend we want to go buy a Hans Vonneken right now. Because I think that was, is that who you had as, as the poster boy of the video with the Lord? I was. Shout out to Jimmer. I used Jimmer's card because it's a level 20. Oh, there you go. And we know you can go get the card from Jimmer because he definitely sells cards. Um, Jimmer did sell a level 20 Vanakin. I know. He, he, he'll sell old cards. He sells players that are old. If players old, Jimmer will sell. So uh, here's a great example. Literally, literally just happened. We can look at it. So there was an auction of a of a Hans Vonneken, a new season card. It went for 1.005 ETH. Then there was a old season card that sold at 0.85. But like the thing is here is right. Every XP is going to be different on the card. So this old season card has been moved around quite a bit and has a two and a half percent bonus right now. So if you look at that, so if I'm looking at those two cards, right. And I'm like Hans Vonneken new season, 5%. Hans Vonneken old season, 2.5%. That 5% card is going to beat this 2.5% card the whole season by about four to five percentage points every week, which is tremendous. Yep. So it went for 15% higher. Now, however, 0.15 ETH, let's say you did this on five cards. Let's say all five cards had this same scenario and your gallery is five ETH gallery and you paid 15% more or whatever. Well, that means that you spent an extra, let's say, 0.5 seven ETH. Well, that 0.7 ETH could have been used to buy another player that could help that lineup as well, maybe more so than those small XP amounts difference. So like that's or where- five I, better players. What? Or five better players. Or five Meaning, better Like all five of the ones. <laughs> Correct. So it's, it is one of those things where like when you look at it, you have to be like, it's hard to factor in, right? Like, yes, clearly that new season card is different, right? Now I have a Hans Vonneken. My Hans Vonneken's 10%. It's an old season card with 10%. Um, so do you want my Hans Vonneken at 10%? Where honestly, it's actually probably above level. Can you get like above level 20? Does it like soft? Or do you uh, just keep XP, getting XP? XP continues to grow. Okay. So like in with, theory, yeah. if I get that card to a certain XP amount, just trade it, you'd still get 10% on it. Yes. We're not to that point yet on any cards though, but like in a couple of years we will be. We, um, I've, I saw one today. Yeah. That was like 26,000. And it's 20 is, is, is capped, right? Um, the 20 is 20 is the 10%, right? No, no. It's uh, where was I here? Is it 22? 24, 5. 24.5. So like eventually you're going to get to a point where you're past that. And like, you're at like 50,000 XP. And then once you trade it, it doesn't even matter because it doesn't dip. Right. Um, but so like, yeah, you, you have to factor in those things. Like, would you rather have my 10% Vonnegut card, which if I trade, you're going to be at like 9% probably or 8%. Or do you want the new season card? Again, we're like a month into the, the new season cards. We're in the middle. Of, we're at the end of September here. The new season cards came out in the middle of August. So you've missed like a month and a half on the season. So like assuming we get to the point where like, you're not getting the full extent of where it's going to grow by the end of the year, because by the time it gets to where it's like passing, it's the off season. doesn't matter. Right? right. So like in that situation, would you rather have my card or that card layered? And that's where like a differential comes from. So my Hans Vonneken is at nine and a half percent and 
it is at 24,351 XP. So next week- you just got there. You're next week, I will max it out most likely, give or take. What are you at? Um, 24 what? 24,351. Yeah, I mean, it's this game week, you'll go- Hypothetically, this game week or- This or the next, yeah. It will be there. So like- so if you cut in half, that puts you at 12, 12, whatever. So 12.25. So what's what's 12.25? So you're at 8%, right? So it's if like I were to sell my car tomorrow, day. yeah, but effectively it's going to be over. It's going to be 12.6 effectively. Takes a little, takes a little. It to takes get like two, two, three game weeks. So it's going to be very close to, to eight. So we'll just call it eight layered. So like you're at like 8% versus a 5% card. Well, that 5% card by the time it gets to like 10%, you're in the off season. It doesn't matter. Whereas like, so like effectively that old season card is going to be worth more than the new season card with 5% for most of the entire season yeah. until it gets to the point where they're like mm-hmm. even. And then at the start of next year, yes, that card will have a little bit of benefit for a couple of weeks. But then as soon as it ticks over, my card's at 10% versus like, let's say six or 7%. Yeah. And then for like two years, that card will be better. Yeah. So, so the only counter to that is that those cards tend not to go on the market. Like cards with 20 something thousand XP, like they're not a ton of them. Yes and no. Like, yes, they don't go on the market, but like the point to that that I was trying to make is the longer we go, the more of those cards are available and the more of those cards go on the market. Sure, sure. But like what we were saying before, how like- like, If someone even offered me 1.2 for my old Vonnegan right now, and I look and I could go buy another one for one, I might sell it because I might just be like, whatever, I will rather have the 0.2 ETH than go- put that elsewhere and take a little bit of dip in, uh, in XP. So like it's it's a situation where I don't think there is always a correct answer, but there usually is when you look at just two cards, if you're looking, if you're comparing like card one and card two, there will usually be a correct answer. The further down the line we go, the more it will shift towards the older season card is the better card, both in season and just in long-term because in long-term there's more and more XP on those cards that, um, that you had that, that you're gaining, and then like once you sell it, it, like it doesn't even get cut that much. Like once you're at thirty percent or thirty thousand XP instead of twenty five thousand XP, when you make that trade, the card's worth eight and a half instead of seven and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of it depends on scarcity as well because like we don't, there are no limited cards above level sixteen. Correct, because limiteds are newer. Limiteds right. are newer in that situation. SR Monkey just said there are cards now over 40k XP. So there's cards over 40k XP. So once you trade them, like even if you sold a card, it's still worth nine and a half percent XP. But like to your point, like Nobody's yeah, you're trading the market all the time. No, sometimes they do. You can't say a card never ends up in the market because it does. What forty thousand just seems so high to me. I don't think it's that absurd because like I got my Bonakin. There's like I. I don't believe, I don't believe you. I'm going to put it, I'll put I, it I'm way. just telling you what SR Monkey said. I can't confirm that. If, if it's wrong, it's him, not me. I'm trying to, let's, I mean, obviously like Mark's gallery probably has a bunch of them. If you're truly like one of the original people. I mean, it's got to be like, it's got to be like Mark or Surface. Like they have to have the highest cards. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who the oldest. Yeah. I mean... Those were like, guys. He has a Guillermo Ochoa eighteen nineteen card at thirty three thousand. Is, is that a Mark's gallery? Yeah, I'm looking at Mark's gallery. I feel like Mark wouldn't got a Ronaldo at thirty five eight. I feel like Mark wouldn't do training laps like Surface would. 
He's got a first band award at 35, 45, just let's see. I mean, he's got the, let's see, the original Juni Ito is at 41, 111. So there we go. That's the first card that he had. What was it? It's a Juni Ito super rare from 1819, one of 10. That makes sense because supers trade less frequently. So, um, so yeah, that, that definitely checks out and makes sense. I'm pretty sure there's no way you're getting that card from him either. Well, no, but like, again, as further as we go down the line, the more likely it is that you're going to have cards like that, that you can, people will have and, and have them available. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, it's, it's a lot longer than we think or than we're trying is, to. But it also, like, yeah, three years from now, that's going to be a, a relatively common occurrence. Not common, but like, it's going to be cards that are like that. Right. They'll, they'll be first year limiteds right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I I agree. Limiteds like limiteds ha- don't have cards. Like we have rares that are four years old. We do not have limiteds that are four right. years old. So yeah, limiteds are going to take a lot longer to get to that point. There's also like, I'm not saying they're going to do this because I don't think they're going to do this, and it would be shocking, I guess, at this point if they did it. Sober could change the XP numbers, and they could make it to where like forty thousand is ten percent, and like stuff like that like they could really i don't like again i don't think they'll do anything to really i don't think they'll change the xp at this point i think we're too far down the path where like they can't really do that uh i i think i found the super card it's the original first year jonathan david unique is at 45 919 there you go so yeah if you dump that card it's still worth 10 percent xp no it's not it's not it's basically 10 percent. it's not there yet which is still kind of wild but almost there Larry. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty a full fifty percent. It's a fifty percent bonus because it's a unique. Sound yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense. That's, it's still wild to me that that guy is still under twenty three. <laughs> there are just so many Jonathan David cards on this platform. There are a lot of Jonathan David. <laughs> Harry trades was in here earlier, and Harry was like, "David scored a goal the other week," and he's like, "Jonathan David's back." I'm like. I mean, I don't really know if he's back. I mean, this guy's really never done that well. <laughs> David's definitely a, like a weird card that people just like have. <laughs> like you look at him, he's so underwhelming. Well, everyone has him because they're he's he was the guy for a long time. But yeah, he was like, for a while. Yes. But like, yeah, you look at him and you're like, oh, this guy doesn't score that well ever. <clears throat> like, dude, the dude scored above eighty one time in the last like. Uh, let's see. The last time was 209 before that. So in the last since game week 209, which was October of last year, he scored above 81 times. I'm like, I don't really know if this guy's back. It's more so like the issue is he's a right, he's a like decisive dependent striker that like only matters if he scores points or scores goals or gets assists. And like you need to um you need to like get three of them in a game. I mean, it's, it's literally the conversation we've had with Vlahovic, right? Like you need to put in so many decisive. Harry's like, he was back well enough for me to sell him. Yeah, so that's, that's that is all that matters for Harry. Yeah. But in fairness, yeah. it's an early season. High, it's going to have a high XP. It's fine. Yeah. When did Harry, Harry, when did you come on the platform? Like when was Harry on the platform? Like was how early was Harry? January, 2021. All right. So Harry beat me by like a month. All right, so that makes sense. When did you come on? You were like November? No, you had to, you had to be before that. I was November. Okay. But I didn't I don't think I bought a card until January. No, you had to because I saw it. The only reason I'm on the platform is because you were tweeting shit. 
Yeah, no, I think you were you were much later, like February, weren't you? I was February, but like I had seen you tw uh, tweeting shit. Yeah, I mean, I bought cards in January, and then I was all in. Yeah, but I thought I thought I saw it before that. When did I message you? We actually looked at this there. The first the yeah, first time I messaged you about sober, we had a we had previous conversations. Laird and I did about someone who shall remain nameless because they are awful. Um, from our DFS days, the Laird basically like I I like drove him out of somewhere and into Laird's hands, and it really was like Laird really enjoyed it. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Laird. Let's see. My first conversation with Laird about So Rare was... I don't think anybody cares, Sean. Well, I care, Laird. I care. <laughs> February 15th-ish. See? Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. February 15th of 2021. So you definitely saw your tweets of cards over those two months. And you joined? Oh, that was the day you joined? Yes. You were like, hey, I just joined. And then I just went all in and just bought a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then I like bought more shit. And then, then That's I what everybody does that. though. Nobody knows, nobody knows what they're doing. No, I said, could you imagine like how, like not rich, but like how like sober rich you'd be if you knew everything you knew now and like I mean, attribute that to your day one on the platform? I mean, that really applies to everything though. So I oh, it does. It, it really does. Like if you could just go back in time and like understand something that you didn't understand when you had to make the decision or whatnot, it's so different. It really is true. Like it is, it's very accurate. Like I, I've, cause yes, you would be very good at things. If you knew the outcome of everything, I bought so much dumb shit when I first joined the only plus I will say, and it is credit to you is you told me the, one of the first things you told me is that, the mistakes everyone makes or like the things that everyone regrets and wishes they did more of was buy super rares. You told me that like day one, you're like, you want to buy super rares because that's what people will be like very, that's what you want to buy. So that was like one of the first things that you told me. And I did buy quite a few super rares, which definitely sent me down a path that was helpful from that perspective. But my, like looking at some cars, I mean, I bought some junk. Like I was absolutely that's what you do. That's how you learn. It is. It is. And then by you're the time failing, I, you're not trying, Sean. By the time I figured out what I really should be buying, I did not have the amount of ETH. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, I think. How was your doing. international break, Blair? Did you bring in any great rewards? Over the international break? Yeah. No. I don't I did I even have a lineup? I don't know. I'm almost winning a tier zero limited layer. No. I actually, I, I made a really big mistake and I don't even like, I don't even remember the decision happening, but like, so I didn't play my screen yard super rare and gas two. Oh, that sounds dumb. And I played Torin rare instead. And I don't know why I did that, but I did. And if I played the screen yard, I would probably be like third or fourth instead. I'm like, I have a chance to get a card, but like nothing special. But I was looking at it, and I, I was just like, I don't even remember remember the decision. Like I don't even remember like going through my brain and being like, I'm going to play torn over screen yard. That's how little I gave a shit about the international break. Yeah, I I usually prefer to just play the guys who score more. You're not very good at it, though. <laughs> no, you're very. Shit I prefer a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're pretty shit at that strategy. Unfortunately for you, I will tell you that I played screen yard in my casual league lineup. 
I played Screen Yard in my limited all-star lineup, which is why I'm almost getting a tier zero. I don't think I played. Oh, I played mine there too. See? Look at that. No, I, I literally don't know why I did this, but I like I said, I didn't give a sh I needed the mental break yeah. from the the so rare grind, I would say. It's, yeah, it's it's a thing. It is a thing. And I don't I don't think people understand it um to an extent. Or like people are like, well, I don't spend that much time on sober. I'm like, you probably aren't doing that well on sober if you don't spend much time. Or you do and you just have like a very streamlined gallery that you don't really have to do much to. And, mm -hmm. and, and by all means, like that's great if you can do that. But uh, there's a lot that goes into the thought processes on sober. And if you're not like constantly at least thinking about them to some extent, it's I don't know, it's probably just not great. Uh, of an example it's the same thing as anything like right like if right. you're not practicing at stuff you're probably not the best yeah. at it or not as good as you could be at it and same thing with sober like if you're not thinking about things thinking about ways to improve thinking about paths to go down like you're probably not doing as well as you could be doing if you were spending more time on it. but again goes back to our favorite topic of the day it depends like is spending more time on sober worth giving up more time on something else i don't know hard hard to i will say i felt pretty great like last night so i told you guys before laird like weekend laird is like useless comparatively to like the week laird so like when we were doing the show on fridays i would get messages from laird all week with like ideas thoughts different stuff now like laird like last night i text him i'm like i'm going to bed you haven't responded i'm assuming we're the show's at 11 30 and he's like yeah i'm like sick breakdown laird great ideas and, and I even gave him the topic this week because this discussion had already been ongoing. So that maybe, is you know. absurd that you are taking credit for coming up with this topic, but made, but it is made, true. Made it very <clears throat> simple. But uh, we will not be back next week. That's right. And I'm sorry for to break the news to everybody an hour in, but yes, the yes. Sora Data Strategy Show and Sora Andrews is taking next week off. Uh, I'm sure everyone will find out why, but I'm not going to tell anyone right now. But Andy and I will be uh, on later this week on Thursday for Sorare Andrews. That's going to be a later one. It'll be 6.15 p.m. Eastern. So a little bit on the later side for the European audience and I believe fresh in the morning for our Asia watchers. But thank you to everybody who has joined us live today. It's always extremely fun to see the comments in the chat and helps us move the conversation along. Uh, if you guys would please hit the like button, it's always greatly appreciated. I look down and just as I'm about to say it, somebody likes the video. So thank you, whoever that was. And if everyone else can do it, that's always very helpful. And if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen to the podcast, that is always appreciated as well. We'll see you in two weeks. So Sean, good luck and good luck to everyone else.